What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. I'm your host. You already know my name, Angel. If you are new to the podcast, make sure you guys check out the old episodes that I previously recorded. You guys can also check out my uh, Instagram page, spoiler underscore reels. Uh, that's where you'll see all the content that I'll be putting out as far as what I what I previously recorded. You guys can also message me there. Uh, let me know there's movies you want me to review or if you want to let me know about my review or my rating on certain movies. That's fine right there as well. Uh, you can also kind of uh, let me know if, you know, uh, if I'm doing this right, <laughs> I'm always just trying to expand the podcast as much as possible to make it good, great, entertaining, whatever. You know, I'm just trying to put my put my content out there. So let me know. And as you guys already know, you've already seen the title of the film. Uh, if you don't want to, nothing spoiled. Uh, make sure you pause this the review and check out the movie and then come back and check out my review and see if you agree or disagree uh so because you know there's going to be spoilers everywhere guys spoiler alerts everywhere uh i usually that's normally what i do there's just no way around it it's a podcast where i have to just kind of give out the whole content there's no way around really not spoiling spoiling the movie um i kind of have to kind of just as i can give my my final thoughts and review on the film basically so that's why I got to spoil it. So, spoilers everywhere. Uh, with that being said, let's get started. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Alright. So, movie I'm reviewing, as you guys already know, you've seen the title. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, this was directed by Tom Gormican. Uh, this was a 2022 action comedy film. It's about an hour and 45 minutes or so. Uh, the stars of this film here uh, is Nicolas Cage, uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, Lily Moe Sheen as Addy, uh, Ike Barinholtz as Martin, Tiffany Hadisha as Vivian, uh, Alessandra Mastronardi as Gabriela, Neil Patrick Harris as Richard Fink, uh, Sharon Horgan as Olivia Henson, uh, Jacob Scipio as Carlos, Paco Leon as Lucas, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much all the heavy hitters there. You just need to know about the, about the, uh, this movie here. Uh, let's see. Let me guys give you the uh, uh, IMDb. Give it a seven point seven out of ten. Of course, you guys already know. I'll give you guys uh my rating at the end of the the film here. Uh, the overview is basically unfulfilled and facing financial ruin. Actor Nick Cage accepts accepts a one million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. Uh, so, for the most for most of it, I'm pretty sure you guys already know 
what this movie kind of entails. It's just basically it's it's uh Nicolas Cage just playing Nicolas Cage. Uh I think it's uh <laughs> it's it's a a great comedy actually to be honest. It was one of those movies that like I was like this could either go bad or it could go really good. And uh cuz Nick Cage, you know, for uh for the most part we know what Nick Cage hasn't been a blockbuster hit uh for a good while obviously he was a, he was a killer in the 90s but uh now late lately it's more of those straight to dvd kind of movies and uh but this movie what i really enjoyed that it's it's basically a self-aware kind of film where we're uh making fun of nicolas cage and nick cage is okay with it like he's he's a part of the joke of it and i think it just <laughs> makes the movie even better and funnier uh knowing that you know because i'm sure he's heard of all the all the critics uh criticizing his some of his work lately or or his career basically um you know not being one of the best actors but very charismatic very funny regardless um and it basically shows all of that in this film here uh the budget on this film was 30 million as of right now the box office is 9.6 million i'm hoping it goes a little bit higher uh because if it doesn't match the budget or go higher than the budget studios are going to automatically think okay well this was this was not a success uh it's uh so they're gonna just gonna stick with the basic fucking comedy movies the the basic slapstick that they normally use by the formula kind of thing. And this is kind of the opposite of that. And I'm hoping they kind of go in this kind of direction because this comedy is what I like. This is the comedy that I enjoy. Not the comedy that normally that they kind of put very so damn cliche and so over the top and it's so try hard. And I, I just hate that kind of comedy movies. Looking at you, Lost City. And uh, so I, I'm hoping this... I'm hoping the companies and uh, realize that this comedy is actually good comedy here. Uh, so let's get started here, guys. I'm actually gonna just go with the plot. Like I'll just explain and kind of just break it down while I'm talking, and just to kind of, I'm gonna go back and forth with it, guys. Like I like I said, you guys can let me know which way is a better way. Uh, let me know on on Instagram. Spoiler and Storm Reels. All right, get started. All right, immediately I like how the movie starts off. Uh, immediately it starts off with the scene of con air where uh nicholas cage had you know finally meets uh sees his his wife and her, and his child for the first time in like 10 years or whatever and he's got the bunny the pink bunny for for her and everything and uh and it starts off like that kind of giving us the viewer as what we're kind of in for and it's basically it's like these two people just kind of watching this movie, the the Con Air film, and uh, and it basically uh, it starts off that these two, uh, well, one of the the these two are smoking weed watching the Con Air movie. Well, the the guy that goes and uh, answers the door gets killed, but the girl that's that's uh, that was still there ends up being taken hostage. And then that immediately it sets the movie off right there. And then it cut, cuts to a Hollywood actor, uh, Nicolas Cage, is struggling with his career after being passed over for several several major film roles and is cons constantly pestered and tormented by Nikki, who 
who appears to him as his younger and more successful self. This is the one thing that I really, really wish they, this movie could have continued, is bringing Nikki every now and then in this film. We see Nikki, I think, two times. Two or, two or three times. But honestly, that Nikki character, if they, if they would have brought him, because we only see him in, like, in the first half of the film. The second half, we don't see him anymore, and it sucked. Because Nicolas Cage talking to him, his younger self, Nikki, is fucking hilarious. And I wish they could have brought that into the movie a lot more. If they did, this movie would have been even, excuse me, even funnier. But they didn't. Um, and of course, this is where like he's talking to one of the uh, one of these screenwriters or whatever directors that's gonna make this movie and. Nicholas Cage is obviously he says like man this is this is one role that will that will you know uh, a, a game changer that will you know change his career around and uh, of course he gets passed over Neil Patrick Harris is his agent he plays his agent and he's he's the one that's trying to find ways to try to get Nicholas Cage back in back in uh, Hollywood's good grace uh. But he doesn't, and of course, this is where we see Nikki when he's driving in his car, and Nikki's just kind of telling him like, "Yeah, you're a fucking rock star. You're a you're a a, a superstar, and this and that." And trying to kind of motivate the old Nicholas Cage, uh, because obviously the young Nicholas was you know hungry and 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 was going for any uh for those you know for successful roles and whatnot. The older Cage obviously is tired, and uh, he's you know just doing movies like that are going straight to DVD kind of thing now. So the, the Nikki, the young Nikki is just kind of lighting a fire under Nicolas Cage's ass basically to kind of get going. Uh, his relationship with his ex-wife Olivia and daughter Addie is also uh, marred by years of emotional neglect. Following an embarrassing and humiliating event at Addie's birthday party, Cage decides to accept a vague offer of $1 million from his agent Richard Fink. That involves going to an island owned by a billionaire playboy, Javi Gutierrez, and being the guest of honor at his birthday. Afterwards, Cage plans to retire from acting. That whole scene is basically <laughs> him uh, going into Addy's birthday. He, once he gets there, he finds out he doesn't get that role, that game changer role. Um, so, of course, you know, he starts having a few drinks or whatever, and he gets pretty drunk at the party. He starts, uh, he gets near a piano, starts playing it, and he's drunk, and he's trying to tell Addie about the day he took he took her to the Grand Canyon, and he said that he had, uh, ever since that day, that he had come up with a song. But technically, from the looks of it, he just kind of made up that song as he was going, <laughs> and he was just kind of like going off, and obviously the, the wife had, the ex-wife has had enough, and when he dropped her, he's like, you got to get your shit together. So once he gets up to the hotel where he owes about $600,000, which is fucking ridiculous. $600,000, bro, at a hotel? I don't understand why you couldn't just use some of that money and just gotten, like, a nice, decent house. And you're Nicolas Cage, so you could have just bought a house and owned it. It'd be cool. But, all right. Uh, anyways, he tells Neil Patrick Harris, the, his agent, he's like, all right, I'll take the $1 million offer. And then, of course, uh, 
And but then he was telling that after this, I plan to retire. So, uh, and then he basically, uh, the, he cuts to the next scene, which upon meeting Javi, Cage is initially annoyed, annoyed by his neediness and insistence that they create an improvisational uh, movie based on a script he wrote, but is soon inspired by Javi's determination. And the two of them quickly bond over their surprisingly shared love of films, such as The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Patty Tink 2, the latter of which Cage watches for the first time. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, so he uh, takes on this boat, not knowing that Javi was the one that was riding the boat and everything. And while they're driving, while Javi is riding the boat uh, for Nicolas Cage to get on the island, uh, Nick is on the phone with, with Neil. And he's like, dude, so what is, what's this guy's deal? Why does he want me there? He's like, I, apparently he's a big fan of yours. And, uh, and Nick thinks he's like, you know, is he gonna, does he want me to do something that like might not be, you know, might be too inappropriate for me? He's like, I don't know, find out or whatever. Like, All right. And then of course, once he gets there, that's where we get to that trailer scene where he's like, is Javi gonna want me to do this? Does he want me to like fuck his wife while he's watching me or this and that? Cause that's a no. And he's like, and he's like, is Javi, like, I'm Javi. And then he does, of course, his Nick Cage, like. Nick Cage. <laughs> and of course, that's where uh, Nick Cage, of course, to him, he thinks I have $1 million just to hang out right here or whatever. So he just kind of half asses it through it. He's fucking drunk most of the time. He's near a pool, just chilling, whatever. And of course, Javi being starstruck about it because I guess around his town, his hometown, Nicolas Cage is God out there, I guess. So, uh, and he loves his movies. You know, it, it, it's everything to him. And so he's writing a script for for Nick Cage to basically help him out on it. And then he realizes that. Uh, so the next morning he uh, he uh, he starts improvising. He's like, "Oh shit, someone's following us!" And Nick Cage is like, "What? What's going on?" And then of course he starts taking him out and driving around, going driving around crazy like if it's a speed chase. And then of course he gets to these these cliffs and he tells him, "We need to jump. We need to jump." And of course Nick kind of starts realizing like, "What is happening?" But then Nick Cage kind of starts like being intrigued the fact that Javi is really trying his best to kind of, you know, do a movie or improvise or, you know, kind of get Nick Cage's mojo going, you know, like, hey, kind of like get into it, you know, kind of like what Nicky's doing as well. And of course, uh, he's like, all right, fuck it. And then he kind of gets into it and he starts getting into it. He starts doing his Nick Cage-ish thing uh thing and then they jump out on the cliff and he's like holy shit i did not know that was a cliff i didn't even know that was actually that deep and this and that we could have died and and from here on out this is where nick and javi bond and and the bond between this these two guys the the bonding the 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 friendship that they that they that they showed us throughout this film is hilarious it's it's the fucking, it's the glue to this movie. It's what, it's what holds this movie together. The bond be these, between these two, the way they go through a bunch of shit is fucking hilarious. It's, it's great. Both of them, great, great fucking from, from beginning to end. And of course, Cage is like, I never seen Paddington too. And then he's like, let me show you. He's like, he's like, no, no way. There's no way Paddington too could be that. He's like, that it made you cry and all that. Javi's like, no, it made me cry. It changed my life. And then it's like, nah, no way. And then it cuts to Nick Cage watching the movie in tears, crying. And it's fucking hilarious. 
the story, the story, the editing, the way they edit this movie is great. It, I was really, really, really fucking surprised on this movie of how good and how hilarious this fucking movie is. I was, I was already in. I was sold. I was all in on this movie, and it, and uh, I didn't, I, I don't regret it, man. It's hilarious. Soon after, Cage is confronted by CIA agents Vivian and Martin, who tell him that they believe that Javi. Who they claim made his fortune through uh, arms dealing is behind the kidnapping of Maria, the girl from the from the beginning of the movie, the daughter of an anti-crime politician, with the hope that he will drop out of an up- upcoming election. Despite his insistence, otherwise, Cage decides to help the CIA with the mission. This is where he. Ca- uh, oh, this is when actually we get to see Nikki again. Uh, Nick, Nick was at the bar. He's drinking, and we get another. We get this Nicky, and he's like, "I'm freaking Nick! Whoa, Cage!" And this again, he lights him. He starts kind of uh, get you know getting him into. It. He's like, "What? You're now you're making these these small movies, man. We're fucking superstars. We should be making blockbuster movies, not this kind of independent crap." And He's like, hey, man, and the old Nick Cage is like, look, we, we're just not that box office hit anymore. We got to accept that and kind of stick with good directors with good roles here, you know, and that's what Nick Cage is trying to do. But and of course, he, he has that interaction with Nicky again, which is fucking hilarious once again. And when Nicky left, he's like, I'll have another one of those again. <laughs> and then he gets out of the bar and that's when the CIA picks him up. And then he, Nick Cage is like, look, from experience of. From 30 years of experience of acting and everything, I can tell you, Javi, is is that's not who you're looking for. And the, one of the CIA agents was like, "Oh, oh, so you're gonna we're so tru- we're supposed to trust Nick Cage, the actor, over uh over the operatives that we've been doing for Javi for the past five years? Is that what you're trying to say?" He's like, "Yup." <laughs> I just look <laughs> Nick Cage. I think it's I, I'm I'm hoping Nick Cage makes movies like this more often because this fits perfectly for him, man. He is hilarious in this fucking movie. After successfully rigging the cameras in Javi's compound, Cage announces to several partygoers that he will help Javi create a new movie that will be a creative culmination from uh, from both of them as an excuse to stay on the compound long enough to find Maria. In this scene, before that, before he went back to the party, he actually went. Uh, he he went looking around, uh, to put like uh, stuff, uh, hitting cameras or or uh, basically bug this place, and uh, they they left him uh, this thing where you just put it on the hand and it's basically this drug, and uh, he opens his door and he starts sweating, so he uses the hand that 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 has the drug on his for on his forehead, and he's like. Oh shit, guys! I think I I I just wiped my forehead with that hand. He's like, "Wait, are you sure?" He's like, uh, "I'm about seventy percent sure." You know, <laughs> like his act, and then of course he's like, "Oh shit, I think I did," because I'm I'm feeling drugged. And then of course Nick Cage, while he's drugged, and he can't move around a whole lot, he's stumbling and everything, and he has to go through like outside and uh, outside of the window because one of the one of the guys suspect that someone's upstairs and. So he has to walk around while being drugged. He's like, I can't even feel my legs and this. And he fucking, he finally gets into the room where there's the anti-drug. He grabs it and then he's about to stab it. I, I, I swear, I was hoping he would have done the, uh, 
uh, the rock, that needle where he stabs himself, the way he kind of did it. I was hoping he would have done that. That I would have been, fuck yeah. I, I was like, yes, I was hoping he would have done that. But instead, no, he didn't do that. Instead, he kind of just like falls down and he passes out. And uh, Tiffany Haddish's uh, idea was like, Shoot, what, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, she's like, and action. And of course, that wakes up Nick Cage and he stabs himself right away. He's like, she's like, these fucking actors, <laughs> they're, as soon as you say action, they're on the go. And it was fucking hilarious. And then, of course, the next we get this one of my favorite fucking scenes in this movie. <laughs> After a misadventure involving LSD, Cage discovers that Javi keeps a shrine room dedicated to all of his movies, including a wax figure of his character, Castro Troy, from the film Face Off, complete with identical golden guns. Cage finds it difficult to betray Javi, but Vivian convinces Vivian is uh, Tiffany Adish convinces him to work the kidnapping into their script so that he could potentially re reveal where Maria is. Uh, but, well, before this, they actually, uh, uh, Javi tells, uh, after Nick Cage telling him, yeah, I'll, I'll do the, the, the role and all that. Javi has the idea of let's take some LSD so we can expand our minds, open our minds. And he's like, ah, fuck it, let's do it. They take an LSD and they're driving and they are completely, completely fucking stone smiling trying to come up with ideas for this story from scene to scene and then they get to this point where uh they're sitting down and then there's these two people who have no idea who they are or whatever they're just eating their ice cream and they just kind of keep looking it's like oh shit i think they're looking i think they're watching us it's like, what are you sure and nick immediately thinks like oh shit is that the cia because he's working for them he's like no no i think you're Oh, I think you're hallucinating, and he's like, uh, do a fake laugh, and then look. He's like, all right, all right. And then he cut, Javi looks, turns around, and makes this ridiculously hilarious, creepy laugh while staring at them. The people that eat the ice cream are like creeped out the fuck out. He's like, oh, shit, it's not working. Let's get out. He's like, all right, Nick is like, all right, one, let's, at the count of three, let's run. He's like, one, two, and then Javi completely books, and he's like, oh, shit. They run. Javi gets fucking pinned by a car. He still gets up and they still run away. And then, of course, uh, the LSD eventually is like, Nick Cage is like, I can't drive on, on when I, while I'm in on LSD. LSD is like, and Javi knowing everything about Nick, he's like, no, no, I know you can. You, you, I remember you did your own stunt double stunts, uh, and gone in 60 seconds. And, and, uh, and Nicholas Cage being, you know, thinking like, fuck you're right you're right and then he fucking gets in the car and immediately fucking hits a car and and drives from on the side of the road on the, uh, on the side of the pavement and it's fucking hilarious of course they get back home uh they're coming down from the lsd and that's when they go in and and uh nick is trying to open this door where he thinks maria is there but instead it's not he sees the shrine full of decorations of of all of nicholas cage's work and this is where we get, if you've seen the trailer, this is where we get the, uh, where he, uh, Nick Cage sees uh, the, that wax model of him, of, of face off with the two guns. He's like, idiot, how much did you pay for this? He's like, about six grand. What the hell? I'll give you 20000 for it. <laughs> He's like, nah, it's not for sale. This guy literally has everything from all, from his biggest movies uh, to his straight to DVD movies. He fucking has everything. 
I thought it was fucking badass, though. One of the collections in there, obviously, besides the fucking Caster Troy, which I thought was dope that he actually had the golden guns. That's sick. But he also had those, if you guys remember seeing the movie, uh, The Rock, those green marble things that if you if it breaks or whatever, though, that it releases that 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 toxin, that toxin gas. He had a model of that, and I was like, dude, that's fucking sick. Looking at that, I was like, dude, if if I can get, if I can collect that, I would love to have that, because it looks sick. Even even Nick Cage is like, oh shit. He's like, hey, you know, be careful with those or whatever. He's like, oh, I know, I will, I will. And then he sees the the pink bunny. He's like, oh, I'll put the bunny in the box. I just love that Nick makes fun of himself, makes fun of his own work, even though those movies are are good. Those are actually like his his top dog movies. Those are his best movies. But I like that he just makes fun of it. Regardless that they were great movies, he still makes fun of it. He makes fun of it. He's he's in in on the joke throughout the movie and I and it just makes this movie even better and funnier. Uh Cage explains his new idea to Javi who he, uh, who believes that Cage is creatively bankrupt uh and possibly has issues he needs to work out. He invites uh, Javi invites Olivia and Addy, who are frightened and angered over what is happening. Cage tries Cage tries to make amends with them, but they tell him that he is never there for them and that he only thinks about his film career. Javi privately goes to meet with his cousin Lucas, who is revealed to be the true arms dealer and the one who actually kidnapped Maria. Uh, so this is as a as a viewer, we find out that Javi was actually this really nice guy. Like he actually is a nice guy, and he actually is just trying to break into the into Hollywood business, and that he is really like trying to do this with Nicolas Cage, this this movie thing. Uh, so uh, Lucas warns him that Cage is working with the CIA and forces him to kill Cage, or else Lucas will kill Javi. Cage begins to rethink his friendship. Of course, Cage think thought that it was a little bit too much that he invited his wife his ex-wife and his daughter without telling him but he of course javi thinks that he should he should make amends with them before making this movie because he wants nick cage um you know uh in his game and not flustered with bankruptcy and and uh dealing with 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 his with his family stuff and all that and all that. So he wants him at his A game. So he wants to him to kind of get that out of the way before they start doing this movie. Uh, Cage and Javi have a standoff with each other, but neither can bring themselves to kill each other. Lucas sends his men after the two of them and, and they re, and they race back to the house to discover that Addie has been kidnapped. The scene is where Javi just tells them, like, let's go to the hills. And we'll talk about the third act of our film and see how it ends. And while they're sitting in the Jeep, they're just, I don't know if it makes any difference or whatnot, but they both like liked each other's shoes and they figured they both just kind of switch off on the shoes. And then, of course, that's when they get out of the out of the car and then uh, Javi oh, has the gun pointed at Cage, but he Javi doesn't want to do it. This is how we realize Javi is an innocent person. Like, uh, he, he doesn't want to do this. And Nick obviously ends up getting the two golden guns from from the Castro Troy uh, wax model, and uh, and and Javi's like, "What the hell are those? Are my guns?" He's like, "No, those are my guns." And I, and it was, you know what? To be honest, it was pretty dope to see Nicolas Cage have those two golden guns again. 
I we never seen him have that since Face Off, and that was like back in '97. So for him to, to for him to reprise that reprise that Castro Troy role, obviously he's not playing Castro Troy, but to, for him to have those two golden guns again was fucking awesome. Uh, and of course, uh, Lucas didn't knew knew that uh, Javi didn't you know. He knew that he wasn't gonna go through with it and kill uh, Nicholas Cage. So instead, he sends these two guys, to, these uh, henchmen, to kind of go and kill them both. And uh, they both kind of get to the car and, and drive out. And this is when they find out that Addy was kidnapped. Cage takes Javi, Olivia, and Javi's assistant Gabriela to the CIA safe house, only for the house to have been compromised. Martin has been killed, while. Uh, while Vivian sacrifices herself to kill Lucas's uh, men before they can ambush the group, because she, uh, uh, Nick calls uh, Vivian, who's Tiffany, uh, and tells him, and she's basically being on hold, uh, being held hostage by one of the henchmen, t- like telling them to come over here so they can ambush them. But of course, Tiffany ends up finding the gun, which is kind of weird that they didn't. Once they killed the other guy, Martin, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't like kind of search for his weapon they put vivian right next to him and then she kind of sees that she, that that the gun is still there and she grabs the gun and shoots both of them of course the guy turns around and is able to shoot uh vivian so she still managed to grab the gun and shoot the guy before the uh nick and the crew came in before getting ambushed but of course they both vivian ends up dying um let's see um with Javi's help, Cage and Olivia and Olivia pose as a reclusive criminal couple to get close to Lucas. Uh, yeah, this is funny. They manage to locate Addie and Maria, but are found are found out. However, Cage uses the golden guns to escape and drive away, while Javi and Gabriela stay behind to distract Lucas. This scene is is uh, Javi basically tells Cage, "You need to dress up as as." Um, as the criminals, the the criminal couple, for couple, and uh, obviously they had to. And then once you you see uh, Nicholas Cage with the makeup and the wig and everything, it is fucking hilarious. And uh, while and so you know, and the crew fell for it, which is which is which is hilarious. They fell for it, so they were able to get inside. And they once they found where where uh, Maria and Addie were, um, they were like, oh okay, this is where they're at, and then. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, uh, Lucas finds sees that that Nick, uh, Nick's makeup was starting to fall apart a little bit, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "What's that?" And then, of course, Nick really quick grabs Lucas's gun and holds him hostage, and has uh, his ex-wife get Maria and Addie out, and while he's there, and then Luke even Lucas is like, "Oh my god, it's Nick fucking Cage." And then of course Nick, once he hears that Nick goes kind of does his Nick Nicholas Cage's ways, and he's like, "Yeah, that's fucking right. I am Nick Cage." See, <laughs> this fucking hilarious. Of course, he gets stabbed on the leg and on the leg, and as soon as he's about to get uh, shot, uh, Javi goes and saves him, and and they end up shooting everybody except for Luke. Lucas ends up managing to make it out, but uh, they drive out. And then this is where uh, Javi and Gabriela stay. They're like, just stay, go, go to the uh, American Embassy, and 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 we'll we'll catch up or whatever. And, and Nick Cage is like, all right. 
So he had you you see Javi Javi with the two golden guns and Gabriela with the machine gun or whatever and, and they just start shooting Lucas Lucas and Lucas's henchmen. Lucas still manages to survive. He ends up shooting Javi on the shoulder and Gabriela just kind of moves out of the way. And then he uh so uh he uh Lucas still manages to catch up to Cage and, and Addy and them. And uh Cage, Addy, and Olivia and Maria race to the American embassy with Lucas still uh uh, in pursuit. Upon arrival, Lucas holds uh, Cage at gunpoint, but Addy tosses him a knife, which Cage uses to take him out. Transitioning into the movie that Cage and have and Javi completed, it goes from him stabbing him, but then as soon as he turns and stabs, it turns into the fucking movie uh, part of the movie flick that uh, Cage and Javi were were trying to do. And uh, of course. It's Cage, and then and then uh, Cage's ex-wife is played by um, Demi Moore. Uh, the the daughter is played by someone else. I don't remember who it is, but uh, and then it cuts to just seeing them, and they're like, "What the fuck?" I, it tripped me out the the transition of that, but I thought it was a good transition. And then of course it cuts to them in the movie theater watching all the stuff that they kind of, that Cage kind of went through through uh, throughout the film. Cage is applauded for his new film and makes amends with Javi before going home with his family to watch Paddington 2, now with a better relationship. And then, yeah, so uh, Javi tells him, like, hey, are you going to be at the after party? Uh, and he's like, you know, and then he kind of looks at the at his ex-wife and his daughter, and, he's, and they're kind of waving at him because they already know that he's going to leave or whatever. And then that's when Nick Cage was like, you know what, dude? I'm going to actually go kick it with my family instead. I, I, need, to, I need to catch up with them a little bit more. Uh, of course, Nick is just right there at the house watching them. Uh, they're both just kind of all three of them just kind of chopping it up, talking about stuff, and and then uh, and then Nick is like, "Let's watch a movie." And then uh, and then of course the daughter immediately is like, "Oh, you well, what movie do you want to watch?" What's and she's like, "No, no, no, what movie do you want to watch?" And she's like, "What really?" He's like, "Yeah, what movie do you want to watch?" And she's like, "Well, I've been wanting to watch Paddington too. Have you seen it?" And then it cuts to Nick Cage is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course they rewatch it. Of course, Nick is still still tearing up again. The the ex wife is kind of passed out a little bit, and the and the uh, the daughters are like right, just kind of leaning on his shoulder, and he's tearing up a little bit, and then it just kind of fades out. Uh, and then the movie's over. This movie is. I'm glad I got to see this movie. I am really, really glad I got to see it. People should really see this movie at the theater it is hilarious i thought it, it's not like it's not like one of those like laugh out loud gut busters like in tears kind of hilarious but this is still like it was consistent as far as the the the, the punchlines the jokes they all landed and it was consistent throughout the film and that's what i really liked not only was the story funny and hilarious uh but I, I I I also like the fact that Nick and Javi's character, the bond through throughout the film was great. It's what it's what pulled this movie together. The action, the the some of the some of the Nick Cage ish ish uh, mannerisms that he has put out in this movie. The fact that he makes fun of his own work. Uh, the fact that we get to see him with the with the two golden guns again. Uh, you know, talking about some of the movies like Con Air and The Rock and Face Off, and uh, it, and I, I just wish, I just wish we had a little bit more of that Nikki character. 
involved throughout the film. Instead, we I think we only see him like maybe two or three times, and that was it. And I wish I think if we would have added Nikki a little bit more throughout the film, this movie probably would have been even funnier as it was as it was already. But I I I really enjoyed it, guys. It's one of those movies you really got to check out. I I hope. I hope it's make it makes its budget because if it doesn't, if companies lose their money, they immediately think it's a failure. This movie is not a failure. This movie is a great fucking movie. It's a hilarious movie. This is definitely a movie I'll definitely watch again. Um, it's you just you gotta you gotta see it for yourself, guys. This it's it's just Nick Cage just being Nick Cage, and it's funny. And I like that he's in on the joke. I like that he's okay with making fun of his own self, his own work, his own career right now, his life, everything. And he's okay putting it out there and making fun of it, even, you know, being part of the joke and everything. It is funny, guys. If you guys haven't seen it, I I, I really recommend you guys check it out. I think it's funny. Nick Cage is, you know, we, we always say what's Nick Cage's, like, best fucking movies. Of course, we always put, you know, The Rock. Con Air, uh, uh, Face Off, like those are like the, the always like the go-to Nicolas Cage movies. This one should be the fourth one right here. This should be the one right there with it. It should be to me personally. This is my fourth favorite one right here. Outside of those three top dogs that he's made, this one right here, um, this one to me made the list. This is the one movie that I can definitely see myself watching. Um, over and over again because it is a hilarious movie it should be acknowledged and i'm just glad that nick cage is is in on the joke and the jokes everything on this was just fucking hilarious and uh, i enjoyed it this was this is the kind of humor that I, i i try to look for in movies and they definitely delivered here all right guys let's get to my uh rating here i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten which is definitely a recommendable movie So let me know, guys, if you guys have you guys seen this movie. Did you guys like it? Did you dislike it? Uh, do you agree with my review, with my rating? Do you disagree with it? Let me know in the comments below, guys. Of course, on Instagram, spoiler underscore reels. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Hopefully, if you did, uh, haven't seen it and you heard my 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 uh, my review and it was enough to maybe encourage you to go. Because if you don't care about the spoilers and you still want to go check it out after convincing you. Great. Let me know if I did. Let me know if I did convince you or 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 not. You know, just uh, just give me the heads up on it. Uh, let me know on Instagram, and and uh, hopefully I I would have convinced some people out there that you know that don't care about the spoilers, and they they would still go and watch it. I, I hope I I hope it was enough to convince you guys. Uh, all right, guys, that is it for my review. Uh, I want to just uh, give a shout out to everybody or anybody. Anybody that's listening to this podcast, I really appreciate it. Uh, tell some people that know some people that rob some people about this podcast. Let them know, spread the word, uh, and of course, like, subscribe on Instagram, the whole nine there. Uh, and that's about it, guys. So that is it. I'll catch you guys 